Paleo Runner podcast is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. You can also follow me on facebook.com slash runpaleo or on Twitter at runpaleo. Email feedback to Aaron at paleorunner.org. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a product I've been using called 3Fuel. 3Fuel is a sports drink that gives you sustained energy throughout your workout. It gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates. To get 10% off, use the coupon code 3FOLSON. Go to paleorunner.org and click 3Fuel at the top of the page. If you're listening on the podcast app for iPhone or iPad, click the link displayed on the app right now. Today, my guest is Christopher Kelly. Two years ago, Chris's appetite for carbohydrates and sugary sports drinks was leading him to pre-diabetes. Through listening to podcasts, Chris was inspired to find a better way. This year, he'll be competing at the pro level in national cross-country mountain bike races, fueled by a ketogenic diet. Chris, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Chris, so give me a little bit of, a, of an idea of your background. You say that you were heading down the road to pre-diabetes. What was actually going on there? Um, I mean, it started with doing longer training rides. So it was you know, anything longer than you, you couldn't really go without some sort of fuel or at least you know, someone that's, that's not fat adapted in any way could go without fuel. So, you know, I, I got myself a coach and started getting more serious and started doing longer training rides and I just couldn't get through them without eating something. So, you know, I, I, I looked in the normal places for something to eat and I found, the, you know, maltodextrin and the, and the sugary sports supplements. And, and so I started doing those and I just followed the instructions really. I mean, if you look at the instructions on one of those gels, it says 15 minutes before you start activity, do one of these every 45 minutes, take another. And of course, the first thing that happens when you, uh, you do one of those gels before you start, before, you know, when you're still inactive is you get an insulin response and then, and that, you know, controls adiposity, turns off the fat burning. Mm-hmm. And so then you're hooked on the sugar and, and, you know, for that's why you need to keep taking it every 45 minutes. You're completely glucose dependent, right? At that stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just did this for a couple of years, started doing really long training rides, you know, up to dependent. It was a periodized training plan, but you know, sometimes the year I'd be doing 20 plus hours a week on the bike and, uh, you know, it, it, it sort of creeps up on you gradually. And it's really only looking back with hindsight that I recognize the symptoms, but, um, you know, getting back from a, from a workout and just being almost angry, so hungry that you're angry, you know, and just <laughs> voraciously eating carbohydrate and not really doing anything else, just continuously eating until you go to bed is like, that's not normal. And, you know, the, the, the sugar cravings that don't go away once you eat sugar, that's not normal. And, you know, feeling tired after you eat, I don't think that's normal either, you know. So it's only really with hindsight that I, I recognize these symptoms. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you did you tell yourself, okay, uh, I need to try something different? I mean, a lot of people might just tell themselves, well, this is just normal. You know, after I eat, I get tired and then I come back from a long training ride and I'm tired. You know, what, what made you start to think, okay, there's something that, that I need to try that uh, maybe a little bit different here? I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's like so many people just don't admit that something's not working for them. And and I suppose I was the same. I never really, you know, came to an epiphany where I said, oh, this is not working. I should try something else. I just started, you know, I started eating a paleo diet, started eating, to, uh, started listening to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. of which yours was one. And I heard Tim Noakes on your podcast talk. And uh, of course, he's he's spoken lots about low carbohydrate performance. But I think the thing that really was like the kind of the key moment was um, I saw a presentation by Peter Atia, 
on uh, Yukan Superstarch. And uh, that, that just really blew my mind, you know, kind of he, he ha I don't know if you've seen it, it's a 60 minute presentation where he just goes through, you know, the whole insulin response thing from first principles. And uh, I, I thought, wow, this is, this is better. This is a better way. I should try this. And so I tried it and I didn't really know where it was leading me, you know. So at first I would use this, uh, this alternative um, corn derived uh, super starch as a direct replacement for the you know gram for gram in terms of carbohydrates for the for the sugary maltodextrin but as time went on i just wasn't needing so much you know before i was doing you know one scoop every hour and then it was one scoop every two hours and then just a scoop before i go out if it's a longer ride and then suddenly i realized i just didn't need this product anymore you know that i was it was was finally fat adapted but you know by then i'd done so much research i sort of knew what was going on mm -hmm. Wow. So it's, you said that you started out on a paleo diet and that means a lot of different things for different people. What did that mean for you at the time? You know, it's evolved over time. When I first, the first book I read was um, Joel Friel, Joel Friel's uh, The Paleo Diet for Athletes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether I, I misinterpreted that book or whether I just, you know, whether it's not quite right. But I mean, my interpretation was that, you know, athletes need more carbohydrate and, uh, you know that that was that was how I read it, and so you know the type of carbohydrate change, you know, the, you know stuff that's strictly paleo, would, you know like root vegetables and tons of sweet potatoes and fruit and stuff like that. But it was still you know a very high carbohydrate diet. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, you know that part has 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 evolved a lot over time. And um, the thing that made the real difference was like measuring my blood glucose. You know, it's like a really simple thing. I bought this. Uh, meter from Amazon for $8 and it just completely changed my life you know I you know once you see you stick your finger and you see what's happening to your blood glucose and you hear people like Tim Noakes saying anything above 118 milligrams per deciliter is, is really quite toxic mm. then you, you really start to take notice so you know I just started adjusting my diet or adjusting the amount of carbohydrate that I ate you know based on what I saw with the glucose meter and you know just my recovery improved. I just became a completely different person. My concentration improved. My sleep improved. Just It just changed everything. Wow. You know, I, I think you're right about that, how the book Paleo Diet for Athletes is kind of a high-carb high diet, but I've talked to Joe Friel since then, and he's actually starting to think that maybe a higher-fat type diet might be more beneficial for some of the long-distance events. Yeah. So, I mean, I read The Perfect Health Diet and um, that was one of the things that stood out in that book for me was that um, Paul Jaminet recommends, you know, if you've, I mean, you're, you're consuming more energy, right? So you've got to get your calories from somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, and if, as an athlete, the most benign source of extra calories is saturated fat, you know? So that was kind of, that was another tipping point where I thought, wow, yeah, you know, this makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So you've actually gone to pro cycling. Tell me a little bit about what your background is like and what that was like uh, achieving that level of performance. Um, I don't know. It's just happened, really. You know, I just like kind of put the hours in and and I feel like I'm not very talented, but I spend a lot more time than most people doing the research and, and you know, figuring out what works. And, you know, a huge part of this is understanding that it's not just about, you know, what you do on the bike. It's it's everything. It's diet. It's it's rest. It's it's the stuff on the bike. It's and then the stress reduction part has been huge for me as well. You know, like you only have so much, you know, so much so big a budget for stress in your life. And you know, if if, if work is is taking out that budget, then you need to 
cut down on your training you know like balancing that budget has been a huge part for a part of it mm -hmm. and were you into cycling before you started to make this transition I was, I mean, you know, go back years and years. I lived in London until 10 years ago and I always used to ride my bike to work every day and had fun doing that. But, you know, once I moved to California, it seemed like every single person that I met was, you know, already cycling. And I was thinking, wow, I guess this is something I should really get into. And, you know, just one day I bumped into a guy and he said, wow, you're really fast. You should come to a bike race with me one weekend. So that's what I did. And, you know, it just all let, you know, one thing led to another. I, I got myself a coach and, and yeah, now this year that um, the USAC has granted me a license, and so I'm I'm racing at the highest level, which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what has that been like going to those uh, mountain bike races? So I've only just I was kind of scared actually because I mean I only really switched to like a fully ketogenic diet seven or eight weeks ago. So it's been a very gradual transition over the past two years, cutting down the carbohydrates. This is not something I just you know, did overnight. And I don't think it would have worked if you were to just stop eating. If you're on a high sugar diet and you just switched, I don't mm. think it would work. Right. But, um, you know, I was still kind of really anxious about what it was going to mean for my performance. You know, you can, you can't help but have nagging doubts, you know, should I be eating carbs right now to continue performing at the same level? But now I just had my first race on Saturday. Um, and, uh, it went fantastic. I didn't actually know it at the time. Um, but, um, I was leading out in second place behind the under 23 national champion, Stephen Essinger for um, most of the race. And uh, I'm not a good sprinter, unfortunately. And I, and I ended up finishing fifth. Like I dragged these guys around for most of the race and then they all out sprinted me. But I'm, I'm really excited because not only did it, you know, obviously, you know, it's working, but this was a really flat race. And one of the things that's happened is um, I've dropped a ton of weight. Like, I don't think I was really overweight before, but, now I'm super skinny, like I'm 138 pounds, 63 kilos. So really, I'm going to need a race with some big hills in it before I start seeing some some real mm -hmm. advantage. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. You know, Chris, some people say that to go up those hills, to do those big climbs, you actually need some carbohydrates. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I just haven't found that to be true. I, mm -hmm. I just really haven't. I mean, it's hard because you never really know, like there's no control group, right? How do I ever know that if I'd not taken the carbs, um, I could have done better. That's not something you can ever really know, but right. I just, just my, my, my feeling of exertion has just completely changed. Like I, I hit a new max heart rate, uh, um, at the weekend, you know, three beats higher than I've ever seen. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting old now. I'm 38. It should be going the other way. And, I've noticed that my, my clarity, so this is really important for mountain biking. You know, if you're, you're riding technical trails really fast, your concentration needs to be 100% else you just make mistakes and you either crash and fall off or you just lose time. So mm -hmm. I'm finding, you know, without, without being on this uh, sugar roller coaster, you know, the highs and lows of the, you know, the gel and then the dip and then the gel that I'm, I, I'm just handling with the bike so much better and, and my concentration's fantastic and i just don't i just don't have the same um sort of perceived exertion does that does that make sense you know you've kind of got that overwhelming overwhelming feeling to slow down it just doesn't feel the same anymore that's great so have you gone uh as far as measuring your ketone levels in your blood yeah so i'm i don't think i'm all the way there yet so i've been measuring really regularly i've got one of these precision extra meters and uh I'm hovering around the uh, the sort of 0.5 to 1 millimolar range. So I think, I mean, I think technically most people would consider that still nutritional ketosis, but um, I think I think I'd like to see it a little bit higher than that. So um, 
one of the things I've, I've, I've been doing before really hard workouts and uh, before the race actually on Saturday was uh, I've been using a supplement called uh, Keto Force. There's a guy called Patrick Arnold um, at Prototype Nutrition has this uh, ketone ester drink. So you mm. can actually drink ketone esters. And uh, yeah, I've measured my ketones then and it, it surely works. So whether or not you completely believe that you know, your brain's a really expensive organ that you, 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 know, you can get 20% of your energy from ketones just by drinking them, mm. that, you know, that frees up that energy for other exercising muscles is kind of, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I know for sure that you know, that product raises my ketones. So that's what does it get up too. to when you take that? I, I've seen it like double. So I've seen it go up to like 1.2 with, okay. with, with the drink. But um, I think, like I say, I think I'm still, you know, in that process of fat adaptation, you know. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed any negative side effects of doing the higher fat ketogenic style diet? No. Like I keep, you know, I mean, people love to talk about, you know, oh, it's hard on your thyroid and it's stressful and it affects your sleep and maybe it's i've not been doing it long enough but um you know i've not noticed any of those things i'm a real you know kind of nerd for this stuff um you know I, I track my morning basal temperature and i pay careful attention to how well i'm sleeping and you know although i've only been on a full ketogenic diet seven weeks that you know we've been going lower and lower carb over the last year and uh, my wife judy has actually been eating the same diet but um without any of the carbs really because she's not she's not an athlete she's not been working out and uh her, her blood ketones were 2.2 the first time we measured them. So mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've been on a, you know, a super low carb diet for a while and, and we've, neither of us have noticed, noticed any deleterious effects at all. It's been fine. Okay. So Chris, you, you actually, tell me a little bit more about a lot of these symptoms that you were experiencing before you decided to try this. I mean, on your website, nourishbalancethrive.com, you list things like um, extreme sensitivity to bright light, allergies, um, you know, like you said, sleepy after eating, how do you, you know, when did those symptoms go away and how, how do you pinpoint those to diet? Um, yeah, so we, we've really started at the end here with the ketogenic thing. That's kind of the end of the story. It's like there's been the mm -hmm. final progression, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, like I say, really it started over two years ago when I, um, when I started eating a paleo diet. So I just had like the most horrible digestion, just really horrible. I didn't even, I mean, it'd been going on my whole life and I just was in complete denial. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't really know what normal digestion was and uh, just terrible gas and bloating. And, you know, most of the time I had diarrhea and oh, just horrible. And then I realized now that, you know, just my ability to think straight was, was, was not right. Just my cognition was terrible, you know, slightly depressed, um, terrible seasonal allergies. I've had seasonal allergies my whole life. And uh, uh, yeah, it was awful. And then to cats and, you know, sort of other weird things like horses and all sorts of stuff. Like, and, and you know, my sex drive had just disappeared to nothing. Um, I couldn't go outside without sunglasses on. They were just like mandatory. Like, they were just the bright light would hurt my eyes so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, my quality of sleep had just gotten so bad. And I, I think this is, again, it's just the blood sugar dysregulation. Is, my, my quality of sleep had gotten so bad that I, I just stopped going to bed, really. I would spend the, the night on the couch watching old reruns of uh, Cycling Grand Tours. It, mm. was, it was that bad. And it was kind of, you know, nothing changed overnight, you know, like it was a, and if you gradually cross these symptoms off one by one, you know, definitely I saw a huge improvement when I 
I, you know, took out the, the bread and the pasta and all those, everything with gluten in basically. And then, you know, I saw further, you know, within, well, I guess, six months, I, f I found, uh, you probably heard of Sarah Ballantyne, the paleo mom. Yep. Has a website, um, the autoimmune uh, paleo protocol. And it was actually my wife that found this, you know, I was, I was, I was disappearing down a very slippery slope towards the gastroenterologist and uh, uh, steroid anti-inflammatories. And um, she discovered that website and we thought, wow, it's just like such a low risk intervention to change what you're eating. Let's do this. And so we both started eating the autoimmune protocol. And for her, it was just like out of support, you know, if like everybody's eating the same thing, it's so much easier. And, you know, that diet, it just focuses on nutrient density and, and getting all the toxic things out of your out your food so you know it's not really it's not like it's bad for someone that that doesn't need to do it right. and uh, at that point you know i saw like massive improvement you know that was when the allergies went away and i you know i really started to feel better and uh that got me wondering you know like you know if this is possible if i can do this with food like you know what else is possible and you know by that time i was just listening to every podcast i could possibly <laughs> get my hands on, you know, cause I'd learned so much from those. And, uh, I think it was actually the paleo hacks podcast. I don't know if you know that one, but yeah. I heard a, there's a chiropractor called, uh, uh, Dan Kalish and I heard him being interviewed on that. And, uh, he was talking about uncovering root causes using cutting edge lab techniques. And, uh, it really appealed to me. I mean, I'd done a lot of tests in the past. I'd spent a fortune, you know, every time you get a test done, you get that statement from your health insurance that says, uh, you know, we pay this, you pay that. And you never really know what it's going to be. So I'd already spent a lot of money on tests, but these tests were different. This was not just a test, you know, me going to the doctor and the doctor saying, okay, well, we've done this test and we confirm that what you say is true. It was like, he was uncovering stuff that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that sort of the main test that he did that was so important was this, uh, saliva adrenal stress profile. So it's, um, it's, it's pretty simple to do. You just spit into a tube four times in one day. And uh, what that does, it just measures your cortisol you know, throughout, like it follows the circadian rhythm. And, it, and from that, he can determine your circadian rhythm. And uh, yeah, what he found was like, I was just completely burnt out. So, you know, the combination of, of dietary sensitivities and, you know, other types of inflammation, I just totally ripped through all my cortisol, which was now super low. And then uh, DHEA is another anabolic hormone that you might have heard of. That was that was desperately low. So, you know, so low testosterone, low melatonin. So at this point, you know that you're not going to sleep well. You're not going to recover from training very well. You're not just not going to get any further until you sort this stuff out. Mm -hmm. and so then, you mentioned, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so yeah, the other main test that he did was, um, it's, it's not it's not pretty but yeah it's a stool test it's like a you, you have to collect some poo and send it into the lab mm -hmm. and then um this he's found this lab biohealth lab that just must employ the the smartest bio um um smartest uh, scientists in the country or something because they're just finding all sorts of bugs that everybody else is missing these microbiologists and they actually look at your stool underneath a, a microscope and they try to uh, culture different types of yeast and bacteria and he found all sorts of stuff. He found uh, an amoeba, and uh, I guess the main parasite that he found that was like harmful for me was uh, a pinworm, which people probably know. It's like something that kids normally get, actually. But mm -hmm. it's it's a parasite that eats, you know, that lives off of uh, blood. So, right. um, 
Yeah, so I mean, the way he explained it to me, and, and the way that we understand now is what happens when you've got these dietary sensitivities. If you've been eating gluten for 30 plus years, as was the case with me, that um, you know you can think about it like a road rash. You know, so imagine you've got a cyclist and you fall off your bike and you get that top layer of skin removed. You've got that sort of bloody inflammation, and you know if you walk around like that for 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 30 years, then at some point you're going to pick up an infection. You know, so. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's that's that that was the case with me. So it's not normally like a healthy person that has you know a healthy steroid hormone balance. Um, they're just going to brush these infections right off, you know. So like mm -hmm. a dog, you may think of a dog drinking from dirty water; it doesn't get sick, right? But right. you know, people that have got all this damage to their gut, they can quite easily pick up an, uh, an infection. And and so that's part of the problem. Cortisol metabolizes into cortisone and that modulates the in inflammation. And, you know, you can burn yourself out just, just through that infection alone. Hmm. So how much are, do these tests run? Um, the adrenal test, I believe, is, is 260. Mm -hmm. We've got some listed. If anyone wants to do this, we've, we've, we've now, I've just been so wowed by this whole thing that, um, you know, we had to know how it worked and we did tons of research. We spent a year doing research and then uh, we persuaded. So Dan Cayley, she written that with the main thing that he does now is he teaches other doctors and uh, um, we persuaded him. My wife, Judy, she's a food scientist. Mm -hmm. So it's not too far. She really understands these, uh, these nasty GI pathogens really well. And she understands the bacteria and really well. So we persuaded him to let us onto the course and um, it was fun. Like we've just learned so much. And um, now we've teamed up uh, with uh, a medical doctor who is also another professional mountain biker. That's her main focus. She works as a medical doctor part-time. And so now we've been ordering these tests for other people. So you can actually go to the web website, Nourish, Balance, Thrive, and uh, order tests for yourself if you're interested in doing this. So it's the main one, like I said, is the adrenal profile. That'll tell you what's going on with your cortisol, what's going on with your DHEA, testosterone, melatonin, which helps you sleep at night. And, uh, and then the other main type of test is the stool testing. And um, we've got that up there too. Wow. So I think it's, it's 370 for the stool test. It's not cheap, but you know, you're paying for like this really clever PhD microbiologist to look at stuff under the microscope, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not going to come cheap. Right. But you know, I mean, it's for someone who's dealing with these issues that you're talking about things like, you know, feeling tired during the day, um, not sleeping well, you know, 300 bucks is going to go a long ways as far as improving your health. So, you know, I think if for someone dealing with this, you know, they're probably willing to fork out some cash if they can get some answers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of looking back, it's the best money I ever spent. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have your health, what have you got? What, what are you going to use the money for? You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's, it's kind of sometimes it's hard to look forward and see this in, as an investment because, you know, you don't always see all the symptoms, you know, like it's only this, you know, I've written my story on the blog and I would not have been able to write that article before I did all this, right? It's only with hindsight, I can see all the symptoms, you know, and, and sometimes you can have a lot of stuff going on and not really even have any symptoms, you know? So we've been, we've just been testing, um, some, um, some friends and they both have a parasite called, uh, Blastocystis hominis. And, you know, one of the two has got horrible GI symptoms. And the other one hasn't doesn't have them at all, you know. Mm. And but he has other types of symptoms that are more associated with the steroid hormone imbalance. So you really don't know, you know, until you do these tests and uncover the root causes. 
You just don't know. So let's say you get the stool test and it comes back, you have some kind of parasite. Would you necessarily want to get rid of it? Because I know, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Chris Kresser, but he talks about um, this uh, hygiene hypothesis that a lot of people are actually better off having some uh, parasitic infections. Like I know there's a tribe in South America and they all, they're all infected with a certain kind of hookworm, but the rates of asthma and allergies are really, really low. So if you don't have symptoms, do you, what's your opinion on that? Should you still get rid of it? I don't know. I mean, I read that book to, um, uh, what's it called? An Epidemic of Absence, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I read that book to, with, you know, a lot of interest. And, you know, I'm just going to go with what, like, so Dan Kadish has been doing this for, for 22 years. He's treated 9,000 patients. And, you know, this is, there's no study on PubMed. You know, I can't show you you know, a study that proves that the Kalish method works on PubMed and that you don't want that hookworm. But, mm-hmm. you know, his, his, I mean, his anecdotal evidence suggests that you don't want that bug. And, and certainly in, you know, in my experience, and it's definitely, I just didn't want the bug. I mean, I understand that right. sometimes, you know, people's autoimmune conditions, they can be either, you know, have you heard of like TH1 or TH2 dominance? So there's like sort of two different sides you know, that initial immediate response of the immune system or, or something more adaptive. Mm. And, and sometimes, you know, the parasite can bring balance. Okay. But, but generally, I'm not sure you want to mess with that. Wouldn't you rather just <laughs> like get to the root cause of the autoimmunity, which is probably your diet, right. and, then, and then kill the bug and then just having, you know, like a level playing field that's like a normal level playing field rather than something that's like just grossly elevated on both sides. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So if you were to get, how did you get rid of the worms? I mean, if you're working with a chiropractor, they don't typically have access to um, prescription medications. So what do you do at that point? Um, So yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, we've got a really cool solution in that, um, like I say, we partnered with a medical doctor. So, you know, if we do come across something that needs a prescription, um, then that's fine. She can write that. But, um, you know, Dan Kalish, he's had, he says similar um, results in killing these bugs with uh, botanical solutions as he mm. has done with, so sometimes he'll give, he leaves it open to the, to the person, you know, he'll, you know, mm. some, everyone's different. He'll give them the choice. He said, right, okay, I can either, you know, send you to your doctor with this lab result and they'll write you a prescription or there's these, um, you know, botanical herbs that you can take. And, you know, I've had the same level of success with both. And mm-hmm. uh, what he finds is that, you know, most people that come to him, they've already done, you know, they're like me. They've already been to a doctor. They've already had, you know, symptoms treated and they're done with that path, you know. And so most people go down the route where, they, they, they use herbs. And, uh, and so that's what I did. I just, I took a bunch of herbs and, uh, you know, nothing that you would be, you know, overly surprised at, like things like oregano oil is like really good at killing yeast, you know? So mm-hmm. the, the pretty, pretty natural, inexpensive solutions. Okay. So Chris, you mentioned that you initially went on this thing called the autoimmune paleo protocol, which is a pretty strict diet. I think it eliminates things like um, certain root vegetables like white potatoes, tomatoes, um, I think even eggs. So talk to me a little bit about that. Have you had to stick with that really strict protocol or have you been able to add in um, some other foods that you might enjoy? Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like the end of the world. Like I really feel for, like, I mean, we've, 
you know, my wife Julia's got a ton of experience in cooking. You can actually go to our website and see some of the stuff that she's cooking that's all completely autoimmune protocol compliant. She's mm-hmm. really good. And uh, she's more than, if you get in contact, she's more than willing to help other people. But, um, you know, was, I'm, I'm so lucky to have her because, you know, she was just cooking such fantastic food. I really didn't feel like I was missing anything at all. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was difficult initially, but as the paleo mom says, it's only difficult until it's routine. And then once mm-hmm. you used to doing it, it's fine. And, you know, because of that, I have not been motivated to add much back in, you know. So you can you can read the, uh, Sarah Ballantyne's book, The Paleo Approach, where she describes all this in detail. But really, the, you know, it's the, the goal of the diet is to, to concentrate on nutrient density. So it's not really like you need to worry about adding back in white potatoes you know no one ever died of a white potato deficiency or or even a tomato (laughs) deficiency you know like there's some some nice antioxidants in tomatoes but you know you're not going to die if you don't eat those but having said that I really missed eggs eggs are like kind of a big one for me you know I think everyone likes eating eggs so so now what I do is I just do the egg yolk so I just throw away the white there's not much in there for you anyway just eat the yolk and the other thing is butter like grass nice grass-fed Kerrygold butter I eat a lot of that now, and, and, and that really works well for me. Big fan of Bulletproof Coffee. Mm-hmm. And so since you, so you've actually gone through this whole process where you're actually um, in the process, process of helping other people out, and you're becoming a certified uh, functional diagnostic practitioner. Is that what it's called? Tell me more yeah. about that. Yeah, so I actually did two training courses. I did, um, we've done it, we're still actually in part of the, uh, the Kalisha Institute training course that's ongoing until next month. But um, I actually did another course as well, uh, Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. It's run by a guy called Reed Davis. Um, I don't know if you know, Seth Croxton is, a, an, is an FDN. Okay. Also, um, Amir Rosick as well is, a, is an FDN. Okay. So um, it's, they're interesting, they're kind of, they're, they're using very similar lab tests, very similar principles. Um, you know, this whole idea of um, uncovering root causes and treating those rather than just addressing symptoms. But um, the, the FTN thing's kind of interesting. It's a little bit more structured. You, um, you know, there's lots more testing. You have to pass a test at the end of each module and there's a midterm exam. And then there's like a, a, you know, a practical exercise where you run a bunch of labs on, um, on, 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 a, on someone and then you go through those with a mentor. So it's, it's kind of more involved. It's, it's more suitable for people that like me and not a doctor you know I'm a, mm. I'm a computer programmer so mm-hmm. so it's, it's 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 better for that but you know really at the end of the day it's like they're they're, they're, they're achieving the same goals mm-hmm. well chris you have a pretty amazing story give me some tips for people out there listening to this about how they go about getting started on this because um you know people might not necessarily they, if they're turn, tuning in for the first time they might not know what ketogenic means so what <laughs> kind of foods are you actually eating on the, on a daily basis i mean give me an idea um yeah like, so like i say if you go to the website you can have a look at some pictures but let me tell you what i a normal day for me i eat a lot of bone broth so so this is something that uh the paleo mom turned me on to um you know bone broth is such a nutrient dense food you know there's a whole bunch of minerals in there and there's two amino acids uh, uh glycine and proline i believe that you know you really don't get anywhere else in your diet so i make bone broth all the time we're really lucky that we have you know nice farm that we've been to grass-fed farm and we buy bones from them and they're so cheap and so i've basically got bone broth on the go all the time in my slow cooker Mm. and uh so a normal morning for me is a nice bowl of bone broth with some uh 
uh, organ meat from uh, US wellness meats. If anyone wants to get into eating organ meat, which is a really good idea, then there's a company called uh, US wellness meats that sells these uh, like breakfast sausages and they, they taste really good. I mean, it's so convenient. You don't have to deal with the organ part for a start and they taste really good and they're super convenient. So, you know, some of that in bone broth with some butter is like a kind of a normal breakfast for me. So this is, it's a lot of energy as well. Like if, you know, I've been onto calorie, uh, one of those calorie count apps and it's like my breakfast is like 900 calories. It's huge. It's like a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And then sort of lunchtime, um, you know, like tin fish is quite common. Crown prints do nice BPA free uh, tin fish of like kippers and sardines and stuff. So I have that with uh, uh, mayonnaise. Julia's figured out how to make uh, bulletproof mayonnaise. You've probably heard of the bulletproof executive and the upgraded MCT oil. Yeah. Well, uh, Julie figured out how to. She went. Uh, there's a who is it? It's grass fed girl has got a, a recipe for mayonnaise. So we take a nice pastured egg yolks and uh, she adds. Um, the bulletproof MCT oil and makes mayonnaise with this stuff. So MCT oil is a really cool fat. It doesn't really require digestion. It just gets shunted straight to uh, the liver and converted into ketones, which are these these magical things that can be used by uh, the brain and your vital organs as fuel. So that's a really cool hack. So that's that's quite typical for me. Maybe just like some leafy greens, not a lot of vegetable. And then sort of my main evening meal is when I eat like a lot of vegetables or meat and fat and that's the one where if you if you go to the website you can see what we're making great great well chris do you have any final tips here of um you know what what do people need to watch out for what do they should they go on this cold turkey if they're experiencing some of the same symptoms you were you know it all starts with foods you know there's even a book called it starts with food and it's a fantastic book definitely go read that book that's an you know, it doesn't matter if you've got all of this stuff going on, you, you know, unless you address the food, unless you, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a super strict paleo diet, but it really starts with food, at least gluten free. It look, would be the, my, you know, my very, you know, minimum like recommendation. So, so do that. So if you think you might be affected by any of this stuff, it starts with food. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I would just like recommend that people really pay attention to their body. You know, that's, that's half the battle is, People think they're doing the right thing because they're eating, you know, maybe they've been told over the years that they should be eating a low fat diet. And and so they're eating, you know, whole grains and low fat dairy and all that stuff. And they think they're doing the right thing. Well, I would sort of urge people to you know, really pay attention. Is this working for me? Do I feel good? Do you know, do I feel tired in the afternoons? Do I find myself reaching for that third cup of coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon? You know, those things are not normal. You've got to really watch out for that and um you know i guess then the final thing is you know especially for endurance athletes you know they're all type a personalities and everybody thinks that more is more everyone's hard charging and you know i almost think that unless you're doing something really really special to to counter that stress like you know serious you know like massage yoga meditation these sort of things i just don't see how you could avoid this problem of, of cortisol dysregulation and, and steroid hormone imbalance. So, you know, if you're interested in doing the testing, then uh, just do the adrenal profile. It's just a spit test. You just have to spit in some tubes and you'll just learn so much from that, you know? And even if it does turn out that you have a parasite, you, you still need to support the adrenals before you can really address any of that stuff that comes later on, you know, like you can't, and, and if you have low DHEA, there can't really be any recovery. So. You really need to address that first. So those, so those, those three things, I think, would be my, my definite sort of place to start. 
Great. Well, Chris, it's been great talking with you and congrats on getting your health back. And I just want to say thanks so much for being part of the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for everything you've done. It's like that's been a huge part of, of getting to where I am now. I'm, I'm really sincerely grateful. Thank you. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like audible.com. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. Go to paleorunner.org and click Audible at the top of the page to get your free audiobook download. If you're listening to this on the podcast app for iPhone or iPad, click the link displayed on the app right now.